the Daily Gator Daily Thought. I told you the left was going to come after DeSantis with a fury few have ever witnessed in this history of this earth and are doing it. We got several examples of that. We've got hatred for people who are dare not to be vaccinated yet. We've got hatred for people who even want to, if they have been vaccinated or not, they would just want to keep that private. We hate them now. We've got a beautiful, beautiful response uh, to a complete asshat who tried to rip Mike Rowe for being somehow an anti-vaxxer. We've got a beautiful response from Mike Rowe that explains a lot. We really need more Mike Rowe's in this country, especially in Congress and in our media, because he seems by far a much more responsible and thoughtful human being than most of the most of the morons we have in both. Of course, we have a, a, a nasty attack against Mike Rowe uh, by someone you've never heard of who writes for a website you've probably never heard of either. We've got the hate from Ron DeSantis. I mean, hate on steroids dialed up to nuclear grade DEFCON 17, my friends. And yeah, we've got excuse making for the coronavirus surge at the border because. Now, this is a leftist. They have to figure it fits, right? Some surges, all surges are equal, but some surges are more important than others when they hurt Democrats. Excuse me, when they hurt Republicans. All that and more, my friends. Stick with us. It's going to be a good ride. Come here, piggy. Be prepared to get kicked. And away we go, my friends. We start out with a piece by Monica Potts, which basically is attempting to smear anyone who lives anywhere but the big cities who might have voted for Trump, who might have an NRA bumper sticker on their truck, who might be white or male or from the country, you know, might listen to classic rock, might listen to country, might not appreciate the the subtleties of the brilliance of CNN and MSNBS. And this appears in the Atlantic. And she tells a story to begin with, Monica Potts does, about how she visits a local clinic and the nurses are all telling her things that, of course, can't they can't name her sources because they could get in trouble. Either that or she's making it all up. Who knows? The nurse at the health department told me, she begins that she and her co-workers had expected that some people, and you have to say some people and roll your eyes when you do that, folks, would resist vaccination. But that seeing that resistance persist despite education, despite outreach, had left her and her colleagues depressed and downtrodden. Why are they not understanding how this is putting people's lives in danger, she asked, like her. I've been haunted by this question. 62% of my neighbors remain unvaccinated for complicated interrelated reasons that map on, onto existing bitter divisions. Any solutions equally complicated will likely come only after we've seen more death. I'd expected some amount of vaccine hesitancy in my hometown. It's a small place of about 2,500 residents called Clinton. Clinton, Arkansas. Maybe it's Bill Clinton's fault. Hmm. Um, but uh, 
what's Hope, Arkansas? That's where that's where Clinton was from. That's right, Hope, Arkansas. It's on the southern edge of the Ozark Mountains. And because of the way this pandemic has unfolded from the beginning, although schools and many restaurants temporarily shut down here, my region is full of people who have been reluctant to wear masks. Again, roll your eyes when you read that, people. Stay at home and otherwise adapt to new recommendations from health authorities. In other words, they haven't been as compliant as Monica Potts would like, and she's blaming more cases on these people because she's important. She writes for The Atlantic. Big stores such as Walmart enforced mask wearing, but many smaller establishments didn't. How dare they? Many schools went partly remote, but ball games continued. Damn ball games, killing us all. The community seemed split between people who were taking the pandemic seriously and people who thought the disease was a hoax or no worse than the regular flu. That split remains today as unvaccinated people continue to go about their life as if this pandemic never happened, even as Delta's variants presence makes the virus as dangerous as ever. Those of us who had rushed out to get vaccinated feel personally safe but remain cautious. Persisting in this contradiction can seem like living in the distorted reality of a funhouse mirror. Roll your eyes again, please, readers. As we watch those least protected from the virus take the most risks, likely ensuring the disease's continued spread. My small county has had 24 COVID-19 deaths throughout the pandemic. And statewide, the number has passed 6,000. For comparison, in recent year, flu deaths ranged between 620 and 720. News of these deaths trickled out among friends and family, and I found out about a former teacher's death because of a group email. I don't think she died because of a group email. I think it was coronavirus. Just to be clear, I don't know what those... Uh, Dangerous emails, you know how dangerous they can be. She continues, we haven't set aside a time to mourn the communities lost together, and we haven't had a COVID-19 memorial. Unlike my friends who live in Washington, D.C. and New York City, yeah, they've not had any coronavirus problems there. They're so woke and, and like, educated and stuff. They even read books with, like, words. Man, D.C. and New York City. They're like the panacea of everything, especially violent crime. I never experienced night filled with the sounds of sirens, and many of my neighbors never saw the death and devastation up close. The virus spread primarily through family networks because people continue to see their families. But rural life can be atomized and isolating. That kept us from feeling the full force of the pandemic's effect and also provide a small amount of protection for the disease itself. And this goes on and on and on and on. Basically, her point is these hayseed rednecks are not getting vaccinated. Now, numbers show that the worst group of people, if you wanted to divide people, do the cookie cutter thing the left loves and say this group here, this group there, it's blacks by far, then Hispanics. Those groups are far worse than the white population. You know, the rednecks. Now, look, I've spoken about it before. 
I'm not going to say it again. It's a private thing. My advice to you would be talk to your doctor, get the vaccine, but that's your business. I don't think that uh, so many of these wonderful things like masks have done a lot of good. But you know what really hasn't done any good? The people like Monica Potts, who have been from the beginning using this as some political wedge, first against Trump. Now they're starting to hammer people like DeSantis for it because he's a threat. He might be the next president. They've got to start tearing this man down even before he's built up. you got to put the blame on him. At the same time, they ignore the border where thousands and thousands of illegal immigrants are coming in and they're not getting tested. Now we have a piece from someone who says they are being tested, but they even add the qualifier that it's some kind of some real or like a more patchwork testing. Well, that makes me feel better. So some, some danger comes from some people, some groups, but not from others. Apparently, at least that's what the media says. That's what hacks like Monica Potts say. And you can read that piece, the whole piece at the Atlantic. Now, there's also this piece from the bulwark. I would call it the bullshit, but that's me. I'm kind of crude. And the author is someone who a few years ago, back before Trump ran, I was a big fan of. She was seemingly a very solid conservative had the right uh, ideology to be called a conservative. And then something happened to Amanda Carpenter. I don't know why. She was involved with, uh, she's a speechwriter for Jim DeMint. She was a communication director to Texas uh, Senator Ted Cruz, two men I deeply admire. But once Trump started winning and it was clear he was going to get the Republican nomination, she, again, she's a Republican who, Hated Trump, but she seems to have left every single conservative value she ever claimed to have outside in the rain because she's completely changed. I don't know if she was involved with the Lincoln Project yet. I don't know if she's into little boys that much like they are. But what? Too soon? Too over the top? Too mean? Never. Me, I'm Mr. Sensitivity, folks. But she has a piece at the bulwark. That's right. And she informs us that in her esteemed opinion, uh, COVID compassion has become, well, just too fatiguing. Just too fatiguing. She begins her piece by saying, well, it's happening. Hope you didn't burn all your masks. Despite the sacrifice from millions who lost work, couldn't go to school and live like hermits for a year, in support of the common good. Coronavirus is surging again. All thanks to. Thanks to who? Take a guess who it's going to be, folks. You'll never guess. Oh, that's right. A large minority, she writes, of Americans who stubbornly refuse vaccine. Just think of the men and women who risked their lives to the front lines of the pandemic in the early days. I think about them a lot, Amanda Carpenter. I appreciate them. They're heroes. God bless them. And you should probably get their names out of your hypocritical mouth. Back when we didn't even have enough masks to go around, doctors, nurses, medical support staff, it barely gets mentioned in the, in the morbid counts of coronavirus deaths. But more than 3,600 U.S. healthcare workers died during the first year. Understandably, the thought of fighting through another surge is overwhelming. 
And I do feel for those people if they have to go through it again. I, I wish the hell they didn't. No one wishes this damn thing would go away more than me. A brief sample of recent headlines, Carpenter says, tells an important story. Texas hospitals hit by staffing crises, burnout depletes workforce and COVID-19 surges, pandemic exhaustion causing some nurses to leave emergency departments as the fourth COVID surge approaches. They couldn't take it anymore. Hospital execs say employees are walking off the job. It's funny how the left mentions some things at certain times and not at others. It's interesting how none of the blame by any of these folks goes toward Biden or Kamala Harris or anybody in the Democratic Party. I'm not saying it should necessarily, but I'm saying I'm saying when Trump was president, half the reporting I heard wasn't about facts and and real medical information from medical experts. It was how can we bash Trump today? How can we make Trump look like a buffoon, a murderous tyrant? an evil person, and a complete moron all at the same time. How can we do everything we can to get him out of office? We can get a, a leader like President Mumbles, Joe Biden. Now she asked, who can blame these people for, for leaving their professions? I can't. I don't know their situation. Just like I don't know the minds of the people who haven't been vaccinated. And I'm not going to prejudge them like... Uh, somebody named Amanda Carpenter does. But she continues, who can blame them? Okay, yeah, we know the types. It'll be the same folks. Mostly a doughy collection of male MAGA mouths. The ones who blame Simone Biles for not risking becoming a paraplegic on national TV for their viewing pleasure. They pay, they'll say nurses signed up for this. It's their job. But no, they didn't. Actually, when you join any group of people, when you join the military, Amanda, you take a certain amount of risk on that will go to war and you may find yourself in mortal danger. When you sign up to be a firefighter, a paramedic, a medical, anyone in the medical field, when you sign up to be uh, a brain surgeon, you take on certain things. It goes with the territory. That's very true. That's what make these people, to me, even more heroic. They knew what they were getting into before they got into it, yet they cared enough to get into it anyway, despite the risks, despite what they might face. Of course, Amanda Carpenter signed up to be a political hack. And after working for the conservative cause and being so eloquent defending conservatism and free enterprise and capitalism and things like that, now she's lost every one of those damn principles when it's politically expedient to her to me that's a what is that oh yeah a faker so before you scold anybody let's understand something first your nasty depiction of people not getting the vaccine your stereotypical little bigotry of saying they're nothing but a collect doughy collection meaning white of course because amanda carpenter who is actually white hates other white people now apparently you got to bash males because it's a doughy collection of male Trump-supporting mouths. And then you put the shot in about Simone Biles. I didn't hear a lot of people criticize Simone Biles. I heard a few idiots. That's it. And some of them were not even 
political people, Amanda. So again, you took your cheap shot. Happy for you, really. I wish you hadn't sold your principles down the river. But the fact is, I just mentioned it. The majority of the people, the biggest group not getting by demographic, by race, is black people. Are they overwhelmingly Trump supporters and male MAGA mouths? Are they doughy, Amanda Carter? What about Hispanic? Same thing. Yeah, there's people out there who are country music fans, who are, you might call them rednecks, you might call them country folks, you might call them a lot of things. But they do have questions, they do have reasons. And a lot of them are getting in trouble, getting raked over the coals by hypocrites like Amanda Carter, uh, Carpenter, simply because they say, you know, it's a private decision. Like that's some type of radical departure from reality to say your medical history is private and your business only. Medical staff, she writes, did not sign up for self-inflicted voluntary pandemic of the unvaccinated. Vaccines are now readily available at no cost. There's absolutely no reason for the medical community to be going through this again, as Dr. Luann Woodward from the University of Mississippi Medical Center, Vice Chancellor for Health Affairs and Dean of the School of Medicine, explained People are burnt out, they're tired, they're fatigued. It's almost impossible to put into words the frustration that they feel and the disappointment of here we go again. I think everyone feels that to a certain degree. And honestly, some low level of anger. There are a lot of people in healthcare right now that feel pretty mad about this situation. Part of it because we know more now. Now we have a safe and effective tool that we did not have at this time last year. We've got the vaccine and we know more and yet here we are again. And by the way, who was it that pushed so hard for those vaccines? That's right. Donald Trump. The one the media has bashed over and over and over, accused of telling people to put bleach in their bloodstream or something. Completely irresponsible media. And here's Amanda Carter. I understand how someone in the medical profession might get a little irritated. To me, I've gotten irritated with some people who've given me, frankly, idiotic reasons for not trusting the vaccine. It's still their business. But when you send me an email and say, hey, guess what? Or when you try to post something on, on my blog in the comments or send me something on Facebook that says, hey, you know what? Vaccines kill more people than the actual virus has. There's a group of doctors who are conspiring together to kill as many Americans as they can with it. Okay, when you send me that kind of bullshit, I'm not going to bother to respond to it. Okay, there's some few idiots out there, or maybe they're just looking for attention. Maybe they're just trying to virtue signal, kind of like Amanda Carter, Carpenter, excuse me. I keep screwing up her name. My apologies, Amanda Carpenter. You ideological empty suit. But again, we have to bash everyone. And we have to paint the image, and Amanda Carter knows what she's doing. She's no idiot. She's old of the political game. She knows exactly what she's doing. This is nothing more than her trying to smear every Trump voter. Every Trump voter, Trump supporter, if you're one of these people, it doesn't matter whether it's January 6th, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's someone having, uh, I don't know, tripping on their front, front door and chipping a tooth on the cement sidewalk. They're going to blame the MAGA folks, the Trump supporters, because they're trying to win or do as least badly as they can in 2022 and trying to 
cement their power in 2024. And guess what? Amanda Carpenter, the steadfast conservative, is right there with them. Nice to know you have principles, Amanda Carpenter. Nice, nice, nice. Very, very, very sad. And again, I'm, I'm done addressing the get your get your shot. Get, it's, not, it's your business. And I got a great piece by Mike Rowe to end it all today. Not end it all, but in this podcast, this episode of the podcast. Just to, uh, that's killing up here in just a minute. Oh, yes, we've got to get a fil- go to Philip Bump of the Washington Compost, though. Very important piece he has, Mr. Philip Bump. He is of the opinion, and this is a little old, this is July the 28th, but it just came across my radar this morning. He writes, politics is often not very difficult to figure out. For example, it is obvious that for a Republican member of the Senate, it's more politically useful to talk about immigration than the coronavirus pandemic. Because I don't hear any Republican talking about that at all. Do you? No, no, no. The former is a point of frustration for many on the right in an issue on which President Biden has shown some vulnerability. The latter is a reminder of how President Donald Trump's last year went and the now entrenched sensibility on the right that any effort to contain the virus is utterly unacceptable. This guy lives in an alternative universe because I can't think of one person on the right that's tried to uh, just let the sp- let the virus spread everywhere it wants to spread. I, I just I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Except he's got his little smear machine out and doing the same thing that Amanda, uh, Amanda Carpenter is doing and so many others. And so you get arguments like this one from Senator John Barrasso. He's an evil Republican and a white man from the evil Republican white state of Wyoming. Who in an appearance Wednesday morning on Fox Business said that uh, he opposes new uh, new mask recommendation. He claims the real problem is at the southern border, which, there you go. Now, think about that. We hear that there's certain things you have to do to, to slow this da- thing down, right? And certainly getting tested, getting vaccinated, very important. That's what they tell us. I believe that. But that's what they tell us then then they have the southern border open pretty much since Biden was sworn in, even before Biden was sworn in. I mean, you had them just, just screaming at everybody that would listen, come on in, come on in, come on in. Remember Mr. Mayorkas, Dr. Evil Jr.? We're not saying don't come in, just don't come right now. What leadership, what a hack. What an absolute hack he is, what a disgrace. But somehow, Philip Bump of the Washington Compost believes that Republicans don't care about the virus. And that's, that's what he's saying. 
Really what he's upset about is that some have started to point to the border and say, excuse me, if it's such a big deal testing and, and getting to know who has it and isolating them, getting them medicine, getting vaccines out, getting needles in arms, why the hell don't haven't we set up clinics with the vaccine at the border? I mean, why not? Yet we're not even testing them. We're not even testing them. Instead, we're arguing that face mask mandates will save us all. That's what we're arguing, Mr. Bump. Is that what you believe? Barrasso said the real problem right now is our poorest southern border. People are coming over at a rate of almost two million for the year. They're not tested. They're not vaccinated. That is the biggest influx of coronavirus and variations of that into the country. Well, I don't have numbers that tell me that, but it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, we're we're considering vaccine mandates and uh, everyone must have their vaccine ID card to eat out or to go here, go there. But we're just letting tens upon tens upon tens of thousands flood across our southern border. But Philip Bump attempts to correct the record. He writes, it is not true that migrants who cross the border from Mexico are not tested. They are, though the process for doing so is somewhat patchwork. In other words, it's ineffective and buffoonish, most likely. If it is true that there has been a surge in cases in detention centers, but then there's been a surge nationally as well. Well, there you go. So why doesn't that excuse work for Ron DeSantis in Florida or the state of Arkansas or the state of Louisiana or anywhere else? When vaccination rates are low and there's a spike in cases, why don't they say, well, there's spikes everywhere, everywhere, other places too, so you can't blame that. Really? Do you expect an adult with a, with a IQ above 50 to believe you, Mr. Bump? Do you expect them to actually buy into that crap? But then there's been a surge nationally, so we can't worry about the surge at the border. It may also be true that migrants make up a large percentage of cases coming into the country for the simple reason that international migration is still somewhat limited. Oh, so people who are infected with coronavirus and causing a surge coming in this country illegally... With the blessing of the Biden administration, you can't worry about that because, well, international migration is still somewhat limited. Beyond that, he writes a suggestion that the real problem is border crossings is obviously not true. You just proved it to be true, you moron. Can, can you seriously be this stupid, sir? Can you? Unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable. The parts of the country seeing the most new cases are at the moment are Miami, Phoenix, and Los Angeles. Hmm. Seems like Los Angeles and Phoenix would stand a good chance of being really hit hard by illegal immigration since they're kind of in proximity to the border. Perhaps one could attribute, he writes, border crossings to cases in the latter two cities. But it's not clear how Miami then gets into the mix. Well, because you can't blame illegal immigration on surges in Miami. 
you must not blame the ones in Phoenix or LA either, right? Again, some corona case outbreaks and 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 uh, spikes don't matter apparently, do they, Mister Bump? Really, they just don't matter, my friends. Oh, good Lord in heaven, these people. As the old Southern expression would go, nicer, older Southern ladies used to say things like, bless their heart. Now, folks, watch this. This is, this is where the real idiocy of Philip Bump exposes itself. After seeing the border with Mexico and the illegal immigration, a flood of immigrants not being tested, are being tested in any, quote, uh, patchwork fashion, which basically is like saying it's not really being done at all. Um, you can go to PolitiFact. They have some information about it if you trust political PolitiFact. Um, and they have some more information about what people saw when they went there. Do that for yourself. But no... Philip Bump writes this, and remember, people are asking why we aren't vaccinating the mass flood of illegal immigrant, immigrants and not testing many of them at all. He writes, what the hardest hit states do have in common is relatively low vaccination rates. Bingo. 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 Give this man a, a Cupid doll or, uh, or a teddy bear. Or something. Give him something to let him know he's actually had a breakthrough, had a thought that wasn't uh, completely stupid. Nationally, about 57% of U.S. residents are vaccinated with at least one dose. Florida is right at the national mark. Then he points out Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, and Utah are all below it. And they're having a tough time in Louisiana, Missouri, and Arkansas right now. And that makes sense. Then he takes a shot at Wyoming for having a low vaccination rate. Uh, but their cases right now, Wyoming's new cases, each day is 135 per 100,000 residents above the national average and well above the, uh, the median across all states of 78 cases. This, too, is another reason he opines to point the finger at other states. It's much easier politically to, suge to suggest that immigrants are causing the spiky cases instead of your own unvaccinated residents. See, it's all your fault if you haven't had a vaccine. You may be completely isolated. You may live out in the country. You may be pretty much self-sufficient. Yet, you may wear a mask every time you get near anybody who might you might expose anything to. But the fact is, it's your fault. But those legal immigrants coming in and not getting tested and not getting vaccinated? Oh, well, no big deal. Look the other way, please. Very sad, my friends. And this is, uh, Philip Bump is a correspondent for the Washington Post based in New York. That's right, New York City. Uh, before joining the compost, Washington compost, that is, in 2014, he led politics coverage for the Atlantic Wire. And again, nothing to see here. The border, no big deal. Just move along, folks.
Now, remember me predicting that Ron DeSantis will get more heat, more hate, more uh, more derangement in reaction to him and his politics than Trump did. Because DeSantis is, he's a guy who can serve eight years. He's a guy who could win two elections. He's a guy that has uh, shown leadership and a willingness to stand up to the left. And he called out 60 Minutes for the shoddy reporting, and he was proven right. So the left's already tried to smear him, and they're trying to smear him again. And that uh, <clears throat> this is has to be, yes, from MSNBS. And if you have to ask what the BS stands for, you've clearly never watched MSNBS. And one of their most hateful uh, knuckle-draggers who, who writes and opines over there is Dean Obadiah. And he's a special kind of stupid and a special kind of hateful. And he has a piece about DeSantis, and he says it. Why Ron DeSantis is more dangerous than Trump. Now, what he means, really means, is he might win the presidency twice, and he could really wreck the runaway train of, uh, you know, rampant Marxism that the left is trying to inject into this country. But he starts off in a very fair fashion, I think, for Dean Obadiah, a very tolerant opening. Listen to this. He he shows himself, I, I think, here to be really inclusive. Listen to this loving language from this loving leftist. There should be a special place in hell or potentially in prison for politicians to put their political goals ahead of the health and safety of our children. Well, that started well and ended quickly. That is exactly what Governor Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida with the executive order he signed last Friday, barring school districts from mandating that students and school employees wear masks during the spike in COVID cases. Note, he didn't mandate no one could wear masks. They're all free to. Parents are free to send their kids to school with masks on. All the teachers, administrators, cafeteria workers, custodians, whatever, they're more than welcome to all wear masks, aren't they? He didn't forbid anybody from wearing it. No. But the media, they don't get that. The left doesn't get that. To people like Dean, over dumbass, people like him, it's really about everything having to come for the Everything has to be a mandate. Everything has to be the government cracking down, to eliminating your liberty ultimately, and telling you what to do, when to take a you-know-what, when to go to the restroom at all, whether you leave the seat up or down, what color car you but everything they want to dictate to you. So they must have the government mandate that masks are worn. People doing it on their own, that would be an evil act of, of individualism and local control. We can't have that, can we? Beyond his potentially deadly decision about Florida schools, DeSantis poses a different but familiar danger to our country. Dun, 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 dun. Is that scary enough sound effect? I, I don't have the music to play how horrible this is. I could have little sound clips of people screaming in, in bloody terror. Maybe I'll work on that. As Democratic State Representative Anna Eskimani said Wednesday on my Sirius XM show, 
DeSantis is basically, are you ready, folks? Trump 2.0. Exactly what I said they would do. They're doing. And by the way, Sirius XM, if you want a show that I actually get ratings and people listen to and be more entertaining, I'm available. I'm just saying. You could t- tell Dean Opa Dumbass to hit the road and get an actual person who loves America and loves the truth. Opa Dumbass continues, President Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to our nation, at least if you support our democratic republic. But DeSantis is more dangerous. I'm glad to see a leftist actually note we're a democratic republic. Actually, a constitutional republic. If you can, you know, understand the difference. They always pull the republic card out when they're out of everything else. Otherwise, we're democracy, democracy, we're democracy, democracy, democratic rule, democracy, democracy, democracy. Probably because it ties into the Democratic Party. And they think they can fool people into thinking democracy, Democratic Party go together. Actually, they don't. And the founders didn't want a a democratic government because they understood that you're always one vote away from mob rule. Of course, Opa Dumbass would love that if Lelgus the mob ruled his way. For starters, he writes, DeSantis wields actual governmental power while Trump has none. Beyond that, while Trump reportedly was able to get into the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business only with the help of a family member, you know, the left always talks about conspiracy theories and false information and misinformation, and yet there's all these idiotic uh, conspiracies swirling around Trump, and there always will be. Anybody can write a trash book about Trump, claim to know somebody, name a few unnamed sources, and hell, you could probably be a guest on MSNBS, maybe even on Dean Oba Dumbass's Sirius, Sirius XM radio show. It's called the Propaganda Hour, or, or where the hell's my, my cat's tinfoil hat? Something, I don't know what it's called. DeSantis graduated from Yale University and Harvard Law with honors. And DeSantis, who served in the Navy as a JAG officer, at 42 is far younger than the 75-year-old Trump. DeSantis is the future of the GOP. That terrifies them. Like I told you, Trump has, at most, one, uh, one more campaign left in him. DeSantis's rationale for his order about the state school mask mandates was that parents not pediatricians or infectious disease experts or mouthy MSNBS hosts should make decisions about how best to protect the health of children. So basically, listen to what he just said. Dean Obadumass just told you what he thinks of parental rights because the mandate gave parents... The, the voice, basically. The choice to send your kid to school with a mask or not. And parents just aren't important enough, according to Dean Obadumass. Schools now, uh, schools open as soon as next week in the Sunshine State during a spike in COVID-19 cases. On Wednesday, Florida reported more than 12,000 patients were hospitalized, breaking the state's COVID-19 hospitalization record, which had been set the day before. 
as the Tampa Bay Times reported Tuesday, Florida leads the country in children hospitalized with COVID-19. Pediatric COVID-19 patients in BayCare's 15 Florida hospitals doubled in July compared to June after two months of declining numbers. He doesn't give any numbers for that. He does give some links there. Uh, and I'm not sure what the numbers are, quite frankly. But I do know that uh, children are not as in danger as older people are, if I am correct. And I don't state anything that's not true. Perhaps this little news story here. Uh, 32 pediatric COVID-19 hospitalizations per day between July 24th and 30th. So that week period there, according to the CDC and uh, yeah, the CDC adjusted for populations at point that is 0.76 kids hospitalized for 100,000 residents, the highest in the country, still very low. That's not even one per hundred thousand. That's uh, basically what basically three kids per 400,000. So you see how low that number is. Of course, that's not going to stop. Dean over, you know what, from uh, from bashing DeSantis. In an op-ed that came out Wednesday in the Washington Post, Dr. Heather Hack, who is an assistant professor of pediatrics at Texas's Baylor College of Medicine, wrote, I am more worried for children than I have ever been. Hack and other pedi- pediatric doctors have also raised red flags about the possible long-term health impact of the Delta variant on children who could drag the virus. Well, that's doctors being doctors, and God bless them for it. But again, a banning a mask mandate doesn't prevent anyone from putting a mask on their child, Dean. Facts, man, facts. Come on, put down the hateful rhetoric for once. Okay, get your finger out of your nose. Pay attention. Parents can still mask their children if they want to. Teachers, they're not going to kick them out of school for wearing a mask. Same with everyone else there. Now, again, these are the people who have mandated now, they want mandated that three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds should wear masks if they attend school in person, regardless of their vaccination status. So if you had a six-year-old child who vaccinated, you see the very low low risk as far as infection rates, they should still wear a mask. Some parents might have a problem with that. And the parents should have a voice. Even though Dean Obadumass thinks it's parents should be left out of such choices because they may have voted for Trump or something. And again, to be clear, children under 11 cannot be vaccinated. The FDA has not approved the vaccines yet for that age group. And in Florida, only 38% of those aged 12 to 19 are vaccinated. The lowest vaccination rate of any group, any age group, excuse me. But he's worried, Dean Obadumas, is because the census, he says, is trained his eyes, his sights on the 2024 presidential run and that really scares dean the statist 62 percent of florida voters support a mask mandate for school he writes at first blush you might think that might cause the census to rethink his position 
But no, DeSantis, like Trump, is focused only on GOP base. Uh, Trump was never focused only on the GOP base. He pissed a lot of the GOP base off, you idiot. Do you know anything about Trump? Anything realistic or actually genuine or honest about the man? He was never focused only on the GOP base, and neither is DeSantis. Trump 2.0, like the original, doesn't care about facts. It's all about the fear. Now, I've just read this whole piece, and I've left a good chunk out. I'm just trying to cover the basics here, but everything written here is meant to instill fear in you and every American that reads it and listens to it. Fear of DeSantis getting to be president because he will be like Trump and wants to just kill children, apparently. But Dino, but dumbass wouldn't, wouldn't worry about fear. He would never use fear, right? That's all the left has. DeSantis is a much more hopeful person, very positive. He says, Mr. Obadumass does, if you ban mask mandates when healthcare experts unanimously say they are needed to protect the health of children, you would reasonably expect a child to get sick or worse. Again, we're talking about the difference between having a mask mandate from the government and allowing people to do their own free will. So most parents, if the numbers he gives are correct on who supports masks, the overwhelming majority of these children are going to be wearing masks. So are the teachers. So, and by the way, the teachers union, just to have a little little nugget here, oppose mask mandates. Hmm. And the teachers union's on the same side ideologically as uh, Mr. Obadiah is. So yeah, that makes you wonder. But again, he just hints that DeSantis doesn't care if people die, especially children. But don't you dare use fear. What a finger-wagging guy. But DeSantis, DeSantis rather, won't back down. In a very Trumpian maneuver Wednesday, DeSantis last outed his critics in some very Trump-esque lines. He claimed that the real reason COVID-19 cases uh, numbers are climbing in the U.S. is that migrants crossing the border are bringing the virus with them. And yeah, there's, I saw a news story about it this yesterday morning. There's one facility of like 7,500 who have tested positive. But that wouldn't cause a problem, right, Dean? Right, Mr. Can I call you Dean or should I just refer to you as Mr. Dumbass from now on? Fact checkers have noted that this is false. Again, no, they haven't. Now, any fact checker that's non-ideological hasn't. The COVID-19 spike is occurring in the states with the lowest vaccination rates, many of them far from the southern border. Does this idiot not realize that these people are being bussed and flown all over the damn country? Does he not get that? Does he even pay attention to the news? The actual news, if you can actually find it. But again, he's saying, well, vaccinate, uh, the uh, cases are high here, so really it doesn't matter if they're high over here, too. It's just excuse-making. That's all it is. It's like moving checkers around a checkered uh, a board and just pretending it doesn't matter what color is red or black or where they are. If you're just moving them around and acting like you're playing checkers. President Joe Biden. 
he doesn't like DeSantis either. He commented that uh, DeSantis and other GOP governors, who are all evil, of course, have chosen to block efforts to bring the virus under control. I say to these governors, please help. But if you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way. Why, Joe? Why don't you do that at the border? That's national. Hell, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, had in, told his, uh, his state troopers, you see a vehicle and you think it your suspect, you suspect that they're, they're transporting illegal aliens, pull them over. See if they've been tested. See what the deal is. Guess who's suing to get that stopped? That's right, the Biden administration. Because they care so much about stopping the spread, right? You know, it's one thing to say you disagree with DeSantis or anybody else who looks at the southern border, but you're com- the left is completely hypocritical on this. One doesn't matter at all, and the other is going to kill everybody in the country. People not getting vaccinated at a rate that pleases them is going to kill us all, but allowing tens of thousands of illegals that might be or are infected, eh, no big deal. Pick a side, people. Pick a side. You know, the American people look at you, especially the unvaccinated, and they see nothing but a bunch of lying hacks. And they say, why should I believe anything they say? Why should I believe them when they say get the, get the vaccine? Why should I believe them when they say it matters? And Obadiah, Dean Dumbass, uh, Obadiah Dumbass, excuse me, argues this about DeSantis. His focus isn't on what's good for all the people of Florida. It's on only what makes the GOP base happy. And if children need to be sacrificed for DeSantis to win the GOP nomination for president, he is clearly willing to take that risk. Yep, that's the loving, tolerant, sensitive intelligent writing of Dean Obadumass of MSNBS fame. Very, uh, very interesting what the, how the left does these things, how they show their compassion, their sensitivity, their love of children, their concern, their desire to stop the coronavirus while ignoring one of the key sources, which is probably at least helping to drive the spike because again with the left my friends some threats are more equal or more threatening maybe I should say than others and I will tell you I think my friends that is it for me God bless you I'll talk to you tomorrow and uh, y'all take care y'all be good remember uh, I have one more story about micro. I'm going to get to it tomorrow because I went so long on this. I can't shut up sometimes. Maybe I should hire somebody to do that for me. Yes. Yes. Somebody to slap me when I need to shut up. But anyway, I'll get to the micro stuff tomorrow. It is excellent. Very good stuff. And uh, a brilliant answer, response, and commentary from micro. And we really do need more people like him sitting in, in seats of power and government in this country on all levels. It would be great. But God bless you. If you want to support the delegator.com or the Delegator Daily Thought Podcast, 
Two ways to do it. One, first go to thedailygator.com. First post has a button at the bottom says buy now. You hit that button. You click on that button. It will take you to my PayPal page, and you know what to do. Okay? And if you want to support uh, on a monthly basis, the Daily Gator Daily Thought, go to Anchor. Anchor dot, 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 dot Doug Hagen, and you can find the uh, information there on how to sign up to be a contributor and a subscriber. And you tell them how much you want to donate every month, and they'll take care of the rest for you. Thank you very much for that. If you do it, if not, that's fine too. I'm not looking to get rich here, but I'll take it if I can get it. Sounds like what I said about strippers at one time in my life when I was younger and, well, not as sweet and innocent as I am now. God bless you all, my friends. Thank you for uh, listening. Remember, three golden rules to life. Just three? Really? If you're left, you can't be right. And you just ain't right. God bless America. And yes, go Gators. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for listening. Take care. Be safe. Say your prayers. Eat your vitamins. All that stuff Hulk Hogan used to tell you until his hair all fell out. Take care. We'll talk to you, Bindiana, with the Mike Rowe stuff. Look forward to that, my friends. Greatness there. God bless you all. Take care.